Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's Friday, June 2nd. Do you know what day it is? It's today in Sports Day. Hello and Welcome. To another day in sports betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed34. This is Sports Ethos presentation. You need to get to sportsethos.com and check out who we are, what we're all about. We are expanding across all major sports. Already a huge presence in basketball, uh, baseball, football. Had a great year last year, expanding that even more ton of hockey coverage. We've got tennis coverage. We've got golf coverage, podcasts, articles, lots of information, free information, uh, membership information, very cheap, reasonable packages. Whether you're into wagering, the division that I'm heading up, uh, whether you're into fantasy sports, whether you're into DFS, we've got all kinds of information across all the sports. Check us out. There's something there if you're a sports fan. Before we get to the games today, though, I'm going to walk down a day in sports history Memory Lane. Way back in 1935, Babe Ruth retired on June 2nd at the age of 40. His Hall of Fame illustrious career came to an end on this day. In 1987, Ken Griffey, another Hall of Famer, was drafted number one over by uh, number one overall by the Seattle Mariners. Went on to a stellar career with the M's and the Reds. And a little more recently, in 2012, the New York Mets had their first no-hitter in their 50-year history. A lot of great pitchers. Surprised a lot of people. They never had a no-hitter until Johan Santana beat St. Louis 8-0 on June 2nd, 2012. So 11 years ago. So before we get to the games, uh, the NBA Championship Series kicked off tonight uh, with Miami and Denver. And Denver got the lead early and rolled. They won 104-93, so they won by 11. I think the spread got about 8.5. Close, I think, at 9, about 8.5. Regardless, Denver covered. And the total uh, was 197. Went well under. I think the total closed at about 218.5. So if you were on the under, you won. If you were on Denver, you won. Next game, already up on the board. Denver's a minus 9, total 214. So uh, about the same line on the, on, the, on the number, but the totals come down. Uh, if anything, I'm, you know, I watch, uh, I think it'd be on Miami. I think they bounce back. They'll be adjusted to the climate. All the hype will be on Denver. Denver uh, was up easy, led all game. Shouldn't be all that close a game. I think Miami has something, something to say about that. And D14, I'd probably lean the under. Uh, I think it's going to be... Denver's defense is better than people thought. Miami's defense obviously is good, and Spolstra will be working hard in the next 20, uh, 24, 48 hours to figure out um, how to stop Jokic and Murray. Uh, Jokic had a triple-double. Murray had a double-double. Uh, the first teammate, second teammates ever, I think, in the NBA Finals to have a double-double in the same game. So impressive outing. Denver's looking good. I think Denver wins this series. Um, but I don't think Miami's going to go down with a fight, so should be interesting. Next game. 
And I'm not sure I'm going to be on it, but if anything, I would be into Miami at plus nine. So we can take a quick break and we get back, um, hit the diamond. All right, on the Major League Baseball in a full slate, a lot of great games, a lot of interesting games to me. Uh, 15 games, every team is in action. We start 5-10 in the East. The Milwaukee Brewers are in Cincinnati to face the Reds. Uh, the Brewers throw their ace, Corbin Burns, who everybody thinks is going to get uh, has some friction with the team these days, will likely get traded. I'm not sure. <laughs> they're in first place. I'm not sure they're going to trade their ace unless they fall out of it. St. Louis is not looking like, well, they've been closing the gap, but they're not looking like they're going to really be in the hunt. Um, Pittsburgh, I think, is Pittsburgh again. Uh, and the Cubbies, I don't think, are going to make the run that people think. So um, I can see the Brewers leading the division weight well into the season. I don't see them trading Burns. Anyways, back to the game. Uh, you can get Corbin Burns and the Brewers at minus 180 in the money line versus Brandon Williamson and the Reds. You can get them plus 155. Total here is 9.5, juice to the over at minus 115. So money obviously coming in on the over. Uh, no real play for me on this game. Milwaukee is very bad against lefties, though. Um, and I think, you know, I, I look to the run line um, for Milwaukee. They're on the road. High-scoring game. Williamson's not a very good pitcher. But versus lefties, Milwaukee has really, really struggled. Uh, they come in at, with the worst batting average in baseball at 209 against lefties. Their on-base percentage is worst in baseball at 286 and their slugging percentage of 340 puts them worst in baseball so the triple slash line they have the worst numbers in all of baseball and that's why i was kind of considering the under it's at um minus nine and a half right now so i wonder if that creeps up to 10 i see about 67 percent of the money and 54 percent of the bets on the over nine and a half I might actually lean to the under. Yeah, it's in Cincinnati, but um, Williamson's not a great pitcher. But Colorado, uh, but, but but Milwaukee's brutal, like brutal work. As I said, the triple slash line, worst in all three categories. And then you got uh, Burns on the other side, who should be able to limit Cincinnati. So maybe an under. Um, Going to mark that one to watch it, but uh, maybe under nine and a half. Next game, 640 in the East. We have... The Oakland Athletics in Miami to play the Marlins. Uh, I see Shitaro Fujinami on the hill for Oakland. Then I'll see Hogan Harris. I think this is a um, uh, an opener kind of situation. Anyways, regardless, the M's are uh, the Marlins are minus two hundred in the money line. You can get the Athletics plus one seventy total. Here's eight and a half. Juice to the over minus one fifteen. And the really only pitcher to look at is Cabrera, 52 innings, 5.02 ERA, 1.50 whip. He has struggled, but he's also shown some, I don't want to say flashes of brilliance, but flashes of some skill. Um, Marlins minus 200, can't touch that. Marlins at home uh, on the run line at plus 105, can't touch that too. I just don't know if I can trust their bats. If anything, I would look. I was looking at the under at 8.5, and, and I grabbed that earlier on um, DraftKings. So I got it at minus 10. When I get it at here, minus 105 on DraftKings. Um, I just think, regardless of who starts for Oakland, Milwaukee's or Miami's bats have been struggling, and um, Oakland's bats have obviously been struggling too. So if Cabrera's on, I mean, his problem is his walks, 66 walks and 50, sorry, 35 walks and 52 innings for Cabrera. That's just not going to cut it. But against Oakland, they're probably not going to be putting the ball in play a whole lot. 
Um, so I think that both pitchers, well, Cabrera could limit Oakland, and whoever Oakland's throwing uh, should be able to limit Miami. It's in Miami, not a hitting-friendly environment, so I'm actually on the under 8.5. 7 5 in the East, we have St. Louis traveling to Pittsburgh to play the Pirates. And on the hill, let me just pull this up. On the hill for, um, sorry, let me give you lines. Uh, the card's minus 130 on the money line. You can get the road pirate, uh, the home pirates at plus 110. Total here is nine. Juice of the over at minus 115. We get Jack Flaherty, uh, struggling Jack Flaherty on the bump. And I think that's probably why this line is even as close as it is. Uh, 58 innings for Mr. Flaherty, 4.81 area, 1.53 whip. Has not been going well. Ronzi Contreras seems to, um, be, I guess, typical of a young pitcher on a poor team, uh, consist, consistently inconsistent. Uh, 52 innings, 4.33 ERA, 1.38 whip, 36 strikeouts. So not missing enough bats. Um, I don't really have faith in him here, but I can't back Flaherty. Uh, so if anything, I would maybe look to the Cardinals' run line at plus 125. I like them to be able to get to Contreras for a few runs. I just don't know if Pitt can return the favor. If they can, they could keep this game close. So if anything, I would lean to the Cards' uh, run line here. 7-5 in the East. We have Philadelphia and Washington to face the Nationals. You can get the road fills at minus 180. The home Nats at plus 155. Total here is 9, but juice to the under at minus 120. So that line is moving down. And um, I would probably lean to the under. Gray's been pitching a little better lately. And I think Wheeler can uh, stifle the Nats' bats. Zach Wheeler, 65 innings, 3.6 ERA, 1.14 with having a good season like usual. And Josiah Gray, um, 61 and two-thirds innings, 2.77 ERA, 1.41 whip. 31 walks, this is Achilles' heel, so a few too many walks, and that can hurt, obviously, against a team like Philadelphia. But if you can get a 9 at minus 110, maybe even minus 115, that'd be a reasonable price. I don't want to get to minus 120, so won't be on that game. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Next up, we're in New York, where the Mets... Uh, have an interleague battle against the Toronto Blue Jays to start Friday. Chris Bassett returns to New York to face his old team. You can get the home mess behind Justin Verlander at minus 135 and money line the Jays plus 115. Total is 8.5, juice to the over at minus 115. So money coming in the over, which surprised me. I know Bassett didn't pitch well last outing, but he's been doing fairly well. And Verlander has been inconsistent in his um, few outings this year. 
Bassett comes in 66 in the third innings, 3.8 ERA, 1.15 whip. Having a good season, 57 strikeouts. So not missing a ton of bats, but missing enough. Verlander, just 30 innings, uh, 4.8 ERA, and a 1.10 whip. If anything, I would take the – I'm not on this game, but I would take the Jays on the um, on the money line at plus 115. Uh, I think this is a coin flip game. Yeah, Verlander's a better pitcher, but Bass has been pitching well. Verlander, fairly well this year. Uh, he had a horrible first outing, and then in about seven, game, seven, eight games in a row, he did well in the last couple. He's done all right, uh, but not great. Verlander still kind of bouncing back. And the thing with Verlander – as always, he doesn't walk a lot of guys, just six walks, but uh, puts a couple of guys on base. He's prone to give up that home run, and the Jays certainly have the bats to be able to get to that. So, if anything, I would lean the Jays at plus 115. 710 in these. Tampa is against in Boston for an AL East um, battle. The Rays are minus 125 as the road favorites. The home Red Sox plus 105 total here is nine, juice to the over at minus 120, which is odd when you think a game going over. Um, between two fairly good teams, but two not great pitchers or pitchers who, sorry, I shouldn't say that. Glasnow's coming back, so he tough to get a gauge of what he's doing. And Whitlock just hasn't pitched enough this year to really get a gauge of what he's doing. And he had two very good offenses. So um, Glasnow just four and a third innings. He's pitched Whit- Whitlock 21 innings, 5.14 ERA, 1.19 whip. Uh, I like the Rays here. I just don't like a minus 125. On the money line, uh, plus 125, that'd probably be the play, or the run line at plus 125, that'd probably be for the play. But Boston uh, has been hitting very well at home this year, and I'm not really sure what Glassnell is going to deliver. He could go out there and throw it at dud. Boston put up five or six runs in the first half of the game, and Tampa will be chasing them. So probably going to stay away from this game in general. If anything, I would look to the over. It's already juiced to minus 120. If you can get this at uh, obviously minus 110, uh, I would take the over. But a minus 120, not going to touch that. You know, five in the East. We have uh, Seattle in Texas and to play the Rangers. The I, just, I actually think the wrong team's favorite here. Seattle comes in minus 125 in the money line. The home Rangers plus 105. Tollers eight and a half, juice to the under. Uh, so numbers are going down. So pitchers duel. Uh, Luis Castillo, the righty on the bump for Seattle. 63 and two-thirds innings, 2.690 ERA, 0.99 whip. Good numbers, man. 76 strikeouts, 63 and two-thirds innings. Flip side, though, I mean, he's the guy that gets all the, the, the hype. Everybody knows uh, his big trade last year. He's their ace. And then there's John Gray, 57 and 57 two-thirds innings, 2.81 ERA, 1.11 whip, just 46 strikeouts. Not striking a lot of guys, but um, he's not that far off. I don't think Castillo, he usually pitches better in Texas. I'm not a huge believer in home road split, especially in a season. They're they're kind of a small sample size. But he's five and one. He's pitched and that's all I'm worried about here. I'm on the money line at plus one oh five for Texas. Um he's pitched well at home. And then what the big angle to me is so maybe a slight lean straight up to Castillo. The M's better uh, bullpen is better than Texas's. Um but I think the pitching the starting pitching is kind of a coin flip. The big difference is the lineups against right-handed hitting lineups. So that both righties on the mound. Texas slash line, two, triple slash line, 265 average, third best. 328 on-base percentage, seventh best. 447 slugging, third best. Flip that over to Seattle against righties. 231 average, 26th best out of 30 teams. 315 uh, on-base, 19th best out of 30 teams. 
and 382 slugging 20th. So they're in the bottom third in every category. And Texas is uh, third best average, third best slugging, and seven best, seven best on base percentage against righties. I think they can get the Castillo. Uh, I don't think they're going to light them up by any means, but I think they can get the Castillo. And Gray can hold, hold down Seattle. Plus money, home team. I'm on the Rangers uh, at plus 105. 8-10 in the East. We have the Guardians in Minnesota for a series, uh, AL Central series with the Twins. And you can get the home Twins at minus 135 on the money line. The Road Guardians plus 115. Total is 8.5. Juice of the over at minus 115. So money coming in the over, which I don't necessarily um, back. I'm trying to find out where, where the splits are here. Yeah, from what I can see, I've got about 47% of the bets, 66% of the money coming in on the under at 8.5. Uh, although DraftKings has it going up, so a little reverse line movement there. Interesting. Anyways, uh, for Cleveland, we have Aaron Savali making his first start since April. Only 12 and two-thirds innings, 2.84 ERA, 1.03 whip. Irrelevant, two starts, start of the year. But he did, did pitch well in... Um, in his last couple minor league rehab outings. Flip side is Billy Ober for the Twins has been pitching well. 40 to 30 innings, 2.68 ERA, 1.02 whip. So um, I like Ober here to shut down Cleveland. If Savali can do his Savali things, they've got a great bullpen behind him. So I think runs could be at a premium. Um, I'm going to be on the under eight and a half. It's at right now at DraftKings minus 105. If you can get anywhere minus 110 and below, I think I would jump on that for sure. Um, also, when I look at these teams hitting against righties, Cleveland is brutal against righties. So their triple slash line for Cleveland, 233 against righties, 24th in the league, 302 on base percentage, 27th, 349 slugging, 30. Worst slugging percentage against right-handed pitching in baseball. Minnesota against righties. 234 batting average, 23rd. 317 on base, 19th. And 406 slugging, 16th. So they have a little more power, but they're not getting on base a lot against righties. And Cleveland is really bad against righties with no power. Eight and a half total, two decent pitchers, two struggling lineups against those handed pitchers, especially Cleveland. I'm being, I'm on the under eight and a half. Eight ten in these Colorado is in Kansas City to play the Royals. And just trying to pull it together. There we go. Uh, you get the home Royals minus one twenty. The money line, the road Rockies plus one hundred. Total is nine, juice to the over, and that's probably due to the weak pitching. Juice to the over minus one twenty. So likely going to nine and a half. Very sad. We get Chase Anderson, the righty on the hill for Colorado. Um, wow, shows five innings. He's got much more than five innings. Let me, sorry. Um, go to a different side here. There's Chase Anderson. Yeah, so he had two, uh, two games in Tampa that started, and then he got traded to Colorado. He's pitched in three games for Colorado, so he's pitched 22 thirds innings overall, but for Colorado, three games, uh, 15 and two thirds innings, he's given up 13 hits, three earned runs, four walks, eight strikeouts. Um, so on the season, 1.31 ERA and 20.2 innings. So he's not having a great year, but he's doing well. And Jordan Lyles, on the other hand, for Kansas City, is not doing that well. 660, he is 0-9, 0-9 
61 and two-thirds innings, 7.30 ERA, 1.38 whip. So I'm actually on, in this game, Colorado first five money line. I got it at plus 106. And I'm also on Chase Anderson over three and a half K. So let me go back to Anderson for a second. Uh, not a big number. His totals and his three starts, just three strikeouts, one strikeout, four strikeouts. He's gone five innings, five and two-thirds, and five innings. So he's going to go five innings. They're slowly building up his pitch count. He's gone 59 and 70 and 86. So unless he gets rocked, I could see him getting into the 90 pitch range. And, um, yeah, some stats I've written down. Kansas City strikes out every against righties. Kansas City strikes out every 3.6 at-bats. So he has pitched to, um, in his games, he's pitched to 28 batters, 30 batters, 24 batters. So if he is striking out every 3.6 to at-bats, he's striking kind of once an inning. He only has to get to into the fourth, really, to have a chance to hit this prop, if all those numbers line up and continue. So he's not a huge strikeout pitcher, but he should be able to get a strikeout an inning. Uh, if he can get through four or five innings, he should be able to get over that three and a half. So I got it at minus uh, Chase Anderson over three and a half Ks, minus 115 in DraftKings. I also got Colorado first five money line plus 106 on FanDuel. 8-10 East, uh, an AL West battle, which I think this is going to be a hell of a game. This will be a fun game to watch. Um, pretty much more from the pitching side, I think, than anything. Shohei Otani is on the hill for the uh, Halos, and Framber Valdez on the, the bump for the Astros. Astros come in minus 130 favorites on the money line, and the Road Angels plus 110. Seven and a half is a total juice to the over Otani. Five and one, 65 innings, 2.918, uh, 2.91 ERA, 90 strikeouts in 65 innings, 0.95 whip. Valdez, uh, five and four on the year, 72 innings, 2.38 ERA, 1.04 whip. 77 strikeouts, so he's over a strikeout inning. I'm not on this game. Um, I, you know, I, if anything, I would lean to Houston, but I'm not going to lay 138 going, going against Otani. The money line's 160. Um, not going to lay that either. Their bats have been hot. They've woken up, and I think they could, if anybody can get to Otani, they can, but not going to be on it. 940 in the East. Um, Chicago, the Cubs are in San Diego to play the Padres. You can get the home potters at minus 170 in the money line. The road cubbies at plus 145. Total here is 8.5, juiced to the over um, at minus 115. And I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that one. Uh, I, Walk isn't pitching well. Um, I, I'm just not buying the Cubs. I know people are saying they're waking up to doing a little better. I'm not really sure that I'm on that uh, that train yet. So this game is pretty much a stay away from me. It's trying to pull out the pitching matchups here for you. Um, sorry. There we go. Tyana, 31 third innings, 8.04 ERA, 1.69 whip. He has struggled for sure. Uh, he's pitched a little bit better lately, but not having a good year. The flip side of that is Walk is having a great year. 57 to third innings, 3.45 ERA, 1.1 whip. Um, well, a great year by his standards. So I like the Pondres here, um, not at minus 170. And I don't know that I like taking them on the red line. Uh, home team, don't get that ninth at bat. It's plus 120. I think you're going to stay away from this game. 940 in the East, Charlie Morton and the Atlanta Braves traveled to Arizona to play the D-backs. I think this is a low-key good pitching matchup as well. Uh, though Morton needs to find himself pretty soon. The Braves minus 120 on the money line as the road favorites. The home D-backs plus 105. Total here is at 9, juice to the over minus 125. You don't usually see numbers get up to minus above minus 120. They usually... So 
Um, totals at nine. Starts out at minus 110. Whatever way money comes in, it goes up to minus 150 on one side, minus uh, 105 on the other. Usually see it get to minus 120, and then, then it would usually tick back down to minus 110, but the total would go up to um, nine and a half. And at my, I'm surprised DK is at minus 125. They don't usually go that high. Uh, you can get the under nine here plus. Um, Plus 105. And I actually think there might be some value in that. These are two good pitchers. Now, Morton has not done that well this year, um, but he hasn't been terrible. 3 .5, 57 two-thirds innings, 3.59 ERA, 1.47 whip, 24 walks. That's not his game. 63 strikeouts. So he's had over strikeout innings. He's just walking too many guys, plain and simple. Merrill Kelly, um, I thought this guy was overrated. Came back from, I think, Japan a couple years ago. Had a good year and then an average year. Uh, and he's pushed up some good numbers here. 60, for, for a pretty average uh, team behind him, 63 and two-thirds innings, 2.83 ERA, 1.07 whip, 69 strikeouts. He's got over strikeout an inning and a great whip. Um, if, you know, if anything, I think there's some money, or some money, some value on them in the money line. Plus 105, not a ton of value. But that gets up to plus 110, plus 115, close to game time. I think I might lean towards um, the D-backs. He ain't going against the Braves, but Ke Ke uh, Kelly's been pitching well. Um, next game is in L.A. where the Dodgers are hosting the Yankees, which will obviously be a big series. Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers at home, minus 140 in the money line. Luis Severino on the Yanks, plus 120 on the money line. Total here is 8.5, just the under, minus 120. Severino comes in with just 11 innings pitch, 1.59 ERA, 0.79 whips, kind of irrelevant numbers to really gauge what he's been doing. Kershaw, 62 in a third innings, 3.32 ERA, 1.14 whip. I actually like um, the plus 120 money line the Yankees. Not on it yet. I'm hoping that goes up a little. And Dodger money comes in tomorrow because Kershaw's on the hill. Obviously a great pitcher, obviously doing well. Um, but Severino is a good pitcher as, uh, as well. And it's plus 120 on the Yankees. I just think there's some value there. Last game of the night, Baltimore is in San Fran to play the Giants. You can get the home Gigantes at minus 155 on a money line behind Logan Webb. The Rotor Orioles plus 135 behind Dean Kramer. Total here is 7.5. Juice to the over but at minus 120, but still a low-scoring game expected. If anything, um, I pull up these splits, and the money's – well, I'm seeing 34% of the money, but – Sorry, 34% of the bets, but 77% of the money coming in on the under. However, the under opened at 7, and now it's up to 8. Uh, 7.5, now it's up to 8. So um, if you can get it at 7.5, I think that's – I'd actually play hmm, – it's hard to say. I'd, I'd actually play the over here. Um, the over on DK at 7.5 is juiced to minus 120. So that, they're showing money coming in the over. The number I'm seeing here is coming in the under. Um, I just think that the, both pitchers can be be gotten to. San Fran's offense has been doing well lately, and uh, Baltimore is Baltimore. They've been having a good year. So Kramer comes in 59 innings, 4.580 area, 1.44 whip, uh, 48 strikeouts. Putting the ball in play, getting up too many runs. Logan Webb. 72 innings, 2.75 ERA, 1.07 whip, 76 strikeouts. So he's been pitching much better. But uh, I think Baltimore is a legit team, obviously a legit team, but uh, they're not about to fade. They're not just on a hot streak like they were the first half last year. 
And I think that, I mean, Logan Webb's pitched, pitched well late, recently, hasn't given up more than one run in any of his last four starts. And that was against Milwaukee, Miami, Arizona, and Washington. So not exactly a murderer's row. Um, Baltimore's definitely a much better hitting team. I can see them getting to him for a couple runs. I can see both teams getting to each other. Each pitcher for um, three, four runs. Baltimore's got a great bullpen. Giants kind of average bullpen. Uh, if anything, I would look to the over on this game, but not going to be on it. So that's a wrap for the base for uh, Major Baseball. In hockey, Stanley Cup uh, starts on Saturday, which should be an exciting game. So we might get to that tomorrow. Um, but going to wrap there. Number of plays in baseball for you. Not sure where I'm going on the Heat Nuggets game two. Right now, leaning towards the Heat plus nine. I thought they got the plus nine and a half. I think I jump on it then for sure. Leaning probably to the under. It's at 214. Going to watch that if that moves up. Even better. If not, I'll probably stay away from that. So, hopefully you enjoyed the show. Be would go to your podcast provider, rate and review. Do, do great things for me. Do great things for us at Sports Ethos. And help grow the show. Hope you make some money. Hope we make some money. Hope I make some money. And hope you have a great day in sports betting.